writer's log number two. <sighs> I ran into a huge snafu. <laughs> it's not that funny, but it is funny now. But uh, yeah, I'll be telling you about this snafu that I ran into. I know I just started writing and already a snafu, but hey, isn't that what writing seems to be? <laughs> Welcome writers, I'm Autumn Bardot and we've got writing log number two here. So, so what did I get done this week? <laughs> you may be surprised or not because this is all about complete honesty, real life, everything. This is what I did last week. I went on a three-day getaway, a much-needed three-day getaway with some friends. And so even though I took my iPad with my document on it and my notes, um, I didn't open it up. I mean, I opened up the iPad, which I'll tell you about later, but I didn't actually open up the manuscript uh, or even look at the notes. I was just, I didn't feel like it. You know, honestly, I just didn't feel like it. I was too exhausted. That's the truth. Too exhausted. Just my brain just didn't want to look at it. And I was also working on thumbnails from the previous week. Thumbnails are those kind of covers or almost like a book cover that you see on YouTubes. It's the picture usually in a face going whatever and I was working on redoing all of my 116 thumbnails. So that's kind of more a little bit mindless as I kind of do it and I was able just to do it on the iPad um, Pro so that was really cool and you know I could stop mid whatever mid designing to walk away and go do what I wanted to do, like, you know, have a drink or lunch or dinner or walk around the town where we were staying. So that's kind of what I did. And I'm not, I'm one of those people where I have to finish one task before I start the next. So even though I want it to sit there on the balcony, overlooking the bay and writing to my heart's content, you know, between sightseeing, I didn't. Instead, I worked on the thumbnails and watched the um, the sea life go by, watched the birds go by, uh, watched the sea lions. But I got something done, so that's a win. When I got back, it was Thursday. So I record these on Sunday. And so this was a few days ago. I got back on Thursday. I took one of my research books into work. And that's where I took the stuff that I had highlighted from last week or maybe two weeks ago. And I looked, re-looked at the highlighted stuff and just typed right on. Once again, I used my iPad, just typed right on a Word document on my iPad, um, things that I thought were relevant. Um, but what I've learned either from, I don't know, school, university, my master's classes, whatever, teaching, is that when you take notes, what I do is it's a short note. Sometimes it's just taken right from the text. I always put the text name, I usually abbreviate it, and the page number. That way, when I am writing and I come, like, and I need that, or I usually, in, inevitably, I need more. I'm like, wait, 
what? So that way I can go to my notes, go right to the book and page number and ba-bam, it's already highlighted. So I am creating that list. That's a pretty mindless task. So I did that during my lunch hour on Friday, not Thursday because I had too much to do at work. So my lunch hour was like a working lunch hour of grading and answering emails. When I got home Friday night, I'm usually pretty tired. Yeah, I know I just had a three day trip, but <laughs> I was still Friday tired. I thought, okay, I'm just gonna go do this. But then I decided, you know, I'm not going to take these notes that I highlighted in the book and put them in a Word document when I get home because that's such kind of like a mindless activity for me. I can probably just do that at lunch while I'm eating. So I can be eating, I can be scrolling, I can be listening to a podcast and then typing notes down in, in the iPad. So I thought that's what I'm gonna save that for. Once more, I have to maximize my time. So for me, that is gonna be the best use of my time, mindless activities for when I'm multitasking or doing other things, not when I'm home and can actually get on my computer and have some like good thinking time. I usually make a chart of all of the information, but at this point, I don't know if I have enough information. I'm only about one half through making notes on the first book. So we'll see if that information can even be categorized because it's all about the same thing, but we'll see. I will look over my notes and if I can put them in different places or if I can categorize them, I will. But at this point, I'm not even really sure yet. It's just like a page and a half of notes at this point. So what was my big snafu? Oh, the big snafu, huge, set me back. I. I was just like, oh no, oh no, this can't be happening, oh no. <laughs> so the snafu happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm, Saturday morning. Great way to start the morning. <laughs> this room. So I opened up my computer and I was looking for my setting chart for the Impaler's Wife, which is the same um, time frame and setting and geographic location as the book I am currently writing. So I said, I will just open up and look at my setting chart. I'll maybe make a, you know, I'll copy it over. I'll just make a second copy and, you know, tweak things as I need to. And I went on the computer and, and then I realized I wrote The Impaler's Wife three computers ago. And somehow I didn't have a chart. And then I thought, did I even, did I even make a chart? I mean, there was so much information for the Impaler's Wife. How did I not make a settings chart? How did I not make a chart? So I came up here to this very room and I have a file cabinet over there. And I pulled open the file cabinet because I used to just, I do my research and if there's a lot and sometimes I just print things off, it kind of depends on the amount of research that I have. And I found all of the research that I had for the Impaler's Wife. And, and there's some books back there as well on medieval clothing and, and medieval times and medieval everything. And so these were the other notes and I thought, oh, maybe Maybe when I wrote The Impaler's Wife, I hadn't even created my chart system yet. 
Maybe there was no chart. It may be because I had the next book that I wrote, which was Dragon Lady. That chart I have, it's an extensive, an extensive chart. And I thought maybe that's why I started making charts was because when I needed information, I just kept flipping through this and was getting frustrated because it was taking me longer to find the information, you know, so that it was accurate. And I was wasting valuable time time that I, I don't want to waste. So, so that was the snafu. I didn't have what I thought I had. I thought I had a very extensive setting chart. And by setting chart, I'm just going to kind of read to you what is, is in my charts, okay? Let me find it here. So in my setting chart, I have things like the weather, the topography, the food, jobs, positions, you know, at court, the names of things that aren't, you know, in English, animal life, plant life, you know, the indigenous trees, that kind of stuff, the, you know, what, what they ate, the vegetables that grew there, the berries that grew there, uh, religious, religious things, weapons, traditions, you know, all the stuff to create my character's world or my story's world and I don't have that and now I have to make it so I decided I'm going to make it as I need it so I haven't done it yet I might do it maybe tomorrow during lunch <laughs> I will start making the chart um, and as I find these things, drop it into the chart. And the chart also, like my other notes from the three research books that I bought, um, I also include the, the book or where I got it from and the page number so I can always go back and, and find it quickly in case I need either more context or need to double check on something or just make sure that I, I have it right. I also started for the document and they have this if you're traditionally published and I can't remember right now what it's called. I can't remember, but it's just like how you spell everything, how you're going to handle certain um, spellings or certain names, what you're going to spell out, what you're not going to spell out, just particular names and those kinds of things. That way, when you can come, when you come back to them, you can remember you that way you are consistent throughout your novel with spellings, names, that kind of stuff. And it's really bugging me that I can't think of the name of what they called that paper that they always gave me when it went into, you know, edits. Darn. Oh, well. This is why I make videos for you because, um, especially with, you know, the setting chart that I did not have and thought I had for The Impaler's Wife. I guess I just wasn't making charts back then. So I make videos so you don't make the mistakes that I made when I first started out. So after dealing with that or coming to terms with that, I should say on Saturday, I had actually, I did some errands, but then I had like a really nice chunk of time, maybe three hours um, that I said, you know what? I'm not gonna mess with these charts. I'm not going to like reread my medieval books that are like over there somewhere. 
I'm, I want to write. I want to like write this story. This story wants to get out. So I started writing and I wrote about a thousand words. So right now I have about 3000 words. I had 2000 from when I started like eight months ago and then I had to put aside for a bunch of projects I was doing. And so I wrote another thousand, which I thought was pretty good because in between those three hours that I had, um, I did laundry, I folded laundry, I emptied the dishwasher, I made some coffee, I played with the dog, you know, I opened mail, that kind of stuff. So, but I like to get up and move around. I feel like when I get up and move around, you get the blood flowing a little bit. So I'll like write for maybe 20 minutes, then I'll get up and do something. But while I'm doing the thing, it's like in my head. So then when I come back down, I'm like, bam, just start writing again. I'm also wondering how I'm going to squeeze in an extra hour or just, or just an hour of writing time because I need to. Otherwise, this novel will never, never get written. I work full time. My commute is horrible. I live in California and, and rush hour is 24 hours a day. So there is no not rush hour. So it will take me anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to go like, I think it's 12 miles, something ridiculous like that. So I'm like, eh, it's a little bit draining when you sit in traffic. So where am I going to get that time? I come home, I walk the dog, have a snack. Probably shouldn't have that snack, but I need that snack. <laughs> and I should probably not, well, I decided not to watch the news. It's really just the same old stuff anyway and kind of depressing. So if I get rid of the news before dinner, then I will have another solid hour. And I'm like, yay, if I can do that and I will let you know in the next writer's log, writer's log number three, if I manage to do that, if I actually manage to not turn on the news and actually sat down for a good hour before starting to make dinner. If I can do that, if I have a good solid hour of writing time a day, I think that's that might work. Now, here's the thing. I, if you are a nighttime creative person, I truly, truly envy you. My brain does not do well in the night. I mean, I can do revisions, I can do editing, I can do all that stuff at night or in the evening hours after work. But for the creative process, I'm really best a morning person. And before you say, oh, Autumn, just get up an hour earlier. I already get up at five because I have to be at work by seven and it takes me that long to drive there, yada, yada. So I'm not getting up at four, like four is still nighttime. <laughs> I'm not getting up at four. Plus my brain just needs coffee and it needs to like wake up. But I really envy you if you're a nighttime evening creative person, I think you definitely have an advantage uh, when you're working. For me, I have maybe till seven o'clock, eight o'clock because pretty much I go to bed at nine. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. What, what I have learned over the years, what really works for me is I stop in the middle of a scene. So I'm writing, I have to make dinner or I've got to go. I, I never finish the scene. I never say, oh, wait till I finish the scene, never. I always stop in the middle of a scene because that way when I come back five hours later or two hours later or you know the next day or two days later, I open up my manuscript and ba-bam, I'm in the middle of a scene. 
and I know exactly where I need to go. If if I, I want if I want to make sure that I know where I'm going, I will jot a few lines that aren't really part of the manuscript, but I put them in the manuscript. So just like notes to me in the manuscript of what's going to happen next. So no cliffhangers for me. I don't want to come back on a cliffhanger and say, where was I going with this anyway? Uh, no, I put it in there. That way, the next time I open my document, I'm excited to open it because I want to finish writing that scene. So try that if you are the one of those people who says, I need to finish this scene. Unless you write a really extensive, extensive outline, which mine is right now pretty rough. It will get longer as I start writing, but I'm only 3,000 words in, so that's like nothing, right? Um, it will get more extensive as the brain starts going and my characters become alive and everything becomes more alive for me. But try not finishing the scene, or if you do finish the scene, because you know, that's just how the time went, start the next one in the middle and then drop those notes in. And that way, when you come back to it, you know exactly where you need to go in your manuscript. So two more things before I go. One is, and maybe some of you do this already, maybe you do it naturally, which is really good. I, now that I've started it, I wanna keep it front and center, like front and center right here in my brain, just more percolating, like I discussed in, you know, the first uh, writer's log that I did. I wanna keep it percolating. So when I go to sleep, I close my eyes and I just like imagine their clothing and, the, the, the surroundings and scenes and I just I keep it all there I try to just like put myself right there and I I do better with that with closed eyes for some reason that helps me the the closed eyes I can't seem to do that with open eyes maybe that's weird I don't know but if I do have some amazing idea for something that I don't want to forget I have a notepad next to my bed and I just jot it down or I just type it right out on my phone. That way I open it up and I go, oh yeah, that was an amazing idea. Or I open it up and go, that was not, that was not an amazing idea. That was, that was a very bad idea. <laughs> so that helps me keep it front and center and then be excited and eager to open it back up to maintain that energy to keep writing because I don't have eight hours a day to write. I do take my iPad Pro to work. It's a nice, small, compact, and I do have my manuscript in there, so I kind of bounce back and forth between this and my Mac. Um, maybe I just should do it exclu exclusively on here. I don't know. Anyway, see, I'm just talking to you. Like, this is how I think. Maybe I should do that. Hmm. But if I'm at work, and, you know, I am a teacher, there's I wouldn't say there's downtime because there's always students, but sometimes they're doing something and like suddenly this, like you get a flash of something that comes to you. I can open up my iPad, I put it right in the document and then I don't lose it because invariably I'm afraid of losing something. Do I use all the ideas? No. I would say I use most of them though because you're just like, oh, 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 I need to do this in here. Oh, this character would be cool or this needs to happen and I don't want to lose it. So I write it and I put it right into the document. And as I'm writing, sometimes I'll think of something like for the end. 
and it just goes at the end of the manuscript, like whatever the last words are. So as I'm writing, it just keeps going down and down and down. If I need to know where I'm going, I just scroll a little bit and oh, there's all my great ideas. And then I can start weaving, weaving them in. So I don't like my ideas to escape. Um, and I think that's probably an issue that you have, especially if you work full time. Escaping ideas. Working is really cutting into me living my best writer's life. Oh well. So that's it for writer's log number two. I'm actually really surprised I started writing. I had plans this weekend for getting all the charts together, for creating like an extensive character chart and, and really honing in on my outline and, uh, you know, my, my chart with all of my, you know, my animals and my food and the weapons and all of that. And, and it didn't materialize. And I decided to put that aside, to do that during lunch and to just focus on the writing. And I'm glad I did. I thought for me a thousand words wasn't wasn't bad for a couple hours. I was I was excited about that. Especially wasn't like I wasn't geared up for it. When the story wants to come out, I let it come out. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. And remember writers to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.